Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. O Lord my God, Thou searchest me. My heart and mind are known to Thee. Nothing is hidden from thy eyes. When I sit down and when I rise, and from afar thou art discerning my thoughts and hopes, my secret yearning. Bab Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among them, and blessed the fruit of God in Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among them, and blessed the fruit of God in Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among them, and blessed the fruit of God in Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed the fruit of heaven, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed the fruit of heaven, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed the fruit of heaven, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among them, and blessed the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among them, and blessed the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among them, and blessed the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Glory be to the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Sin. Don't, don't want to knock this angel over. That wouldn't be good, would it? No problem. I like languages and I like language games. I like acronyms. What's uh, ASAP? Never heard that one? ASAP? 
ASAP. What's that? You said as soon as possible? Is that what you said? I always thought it was always say a prayer. Amen? <laughs> like that one? You gave the pagan response, I gave the Catholic response, huh? Heard an interesting story the other day. There was this uh, boy that went to high school and he studied Spanish four years and he couldn't learn anything. Then he went to high school and he studied rather college and he studied another four years in college, studied Spanish. He didn't learn anything. Then he got his degree and he's working in a company and he's working side by side with a Hispanic girl who couldn't speak any English. He learned Spanish in two months. Why? <laughs> What's that? He, he fell in love with, the, with that beautiful Hispanic girl, right? It's a good story because it's a story of motivation. Well, we have to be motivated to fall in love with Christ. Amen? Like that one? <laughs> it's a good one, isn't it? No? He couldn't learn for eight years and he learned in two months because he saw this good-looking Hispanic girl that couldn't speak English, no? So what's going to motivate us to really get to know and love Christ? I'm trying to give you some ideas, trying to give you some bait, hopefully you're going to bite into it, no? So uh, today is a follow-up of what we started last week. I told you to finish the homework, but I doubt you obeyed my command, huh? So given that you probably didn't follow up with what we had done, I wrote another sheet, which is basically a summary of the second part of the article that I wrote, which I invited all of you to finish, but you're probably too busy to finish the homework. Huh? So let's, uh, let's read and let's fill in. Thanksgiving for the many spiritual graces. We have spent some time offering thanks to God for the many material and natural blessings that God has bestowed on us. Now, let us proceed to look into our lives and into the very depths of our hearts and recognize the many spiritual blessings that God and His infinite goodness has showered upon us. As a reminder, this spiritual exercise can be transformed into a litany or prayer of thanksgiving. Often we can return to this exercise, this form of prayer, and use it as 
use it so as to help us to enhance in our lives an attitude of gratitude. Okay, what is that picture? The picture is of the ten lepers that were begging our Lord to heal them, and he says, go to the priest, and right away they're healed. Remember the end of the story? Which was? Only one comes back, and he thanks our Lord for having healed. And the others went their own merry way, didn't they? Without a word of gratitude. So we see the great love and compassion of Christ, but the this uh, monstrous manifestation of ingratitude on these nine guys, they heal, heal just like that. You know, we've all gone to doctors and they give us pills or shots and we get better little by little and sometimes then we get worse and we got to go back again. But Jesus, he's actually the best doctor in the world. Right? He heals right away and also... We don't have to go back a second time. He heals like that. So they should have come back to give thanks. We should have come back to give thanks. So let's try to cultivate an attitude of gratitude. To be grateful. One of the great writers in the 15th century from the literary genre of what are called the Rhineland Mystics there's a writer, his name was Meister Eckhart. Meister Eckhart said this, if the only prayer we ever said were, thank you God, that would be enough. Yeah. The only prayer we ever to say, thanks to God, that would be enough. So we have to cultivate an attitude of gratitude. I like to quote uh, Macbeth. Shakespeare. There's a one-liner that is very pertinent to our topic, Jessica. More painful than a serpent's tooth is that of ungrateful child. Remember that? More painful than a serpent's tooth that of an ungrateful child. <laughs> we don't want to be that ungrateful child or that ungrateful leper. So we have to learn how to say, if you speak Spanish, gracias. Habla español, gracias. If you speak Italian, gracias. you speak French, merci beaucoup. We have to learn how to say thank you. When was the last time you told your mom, thanks for that dinner? Ten years ago, huh? That's the, first, that's the first time she had her heart attack, right? Oh, my, my, my daughter said, thank you for the meal. Call 911, call emergency, huh? You want to you tell your mom thanks? It's really not usually in teenagers to say thank you. And don't just give me that... That, that baloney, I'm a teenager, so I'm not ungrateful. You can be grateful as a teenager. You don't have to wait until you're, you're bis abuelita. Wait until you're 89 and a half years old. Start now. 
It's only two words. Thank you. Two words. That can change the whole situation. You tell your mom, thanks for that. It might make your mom happy the whole day. Right? Just the two words. Thanks. Thanks, mom. It might make your mom happy the whole day. On the contrary, your mom, your mom makes dinner. I don't like that. I don't like that. I want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Poor mom. She's been working three hours trying to prepare a good meal. I prefer Chuck E. Cheese or McDonald's or Mexican. You prefer Taco Bell or Pollo Loco, huh? We have to learn how to say thank you. Even going beyond the mask, huh? <laughs> yeah. So we got to be thankful. And I've come down to this conclusion, Ashton. If we're not thankful to God, we're probably not going to be thankful to others. I, I reason that out. What do you think? If we're not thankful to God, we're probably not going to be thankful to others. Right, Belinda? But if we have the habit of thanking God often, it's going to flow over in our social relationships. Right, Mary? We thank God constantly. When we're dealing with people, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Grateful people. God loves people to say thank you. And if you say thank you to God, God is going to bless you. Try it. God is going to bless you. You say thank you to him, he's going to start to bless you more and more. The more we can say thank you to God, the more God's going to rain down blessings upon us. What do you think? It's true. God wants to... You're going to say, well, God knows everything. I don't have to tell him that. Well, he wants to hear it from your heart. True, it's not going to make God any better, but it's going to make you a better person. Yeah? It's going to make you a better person if you can say thank you. So let's move on. Of the ten lepers that Jesus cured, unfortunately only one of the ten returned to give Jesus thanks. Hopefully, that one leper glorifying God and thanking Jesus is me and it's going to be you too. Let us never be negligent in rendering Jesus thanks for so many blessings that has come from his providential hand. May the prayer from the psalmist resound in the depths of our hearts day and night. Give thanks to the Lord for his good, for his mercy endures forever. Amen? Give thanks to the Lord for his good, for his mercy endures forever. You know, the only thing in our lives that God has not given to, given to us is one thing. Our sins. We chose those. God didn't give us our sins. We chose our sins. But aside from that, everything we have, 
on a human level, on a natural level, on an intellectual level, on a supernatural level. It's a pure gift from God. We have to learn how to say thanks. So turn over your sheet and we're going to compose our litany of thanksgiving to God. And these are going to be these are going to be supernatural gifts. So we talked about natural gifts. Remember them? It could be your your life, your health, your intelligence, your family, the food you eat, uh, gifts on a, in sports, friends. These are all natural gifts. Now we're going to talk about supernatural gifts. The gifts that connect us with God. You ready? The first is the gift of baptism. Are you baptized? Not yet? You're baptized. All of you baptized. So write down right down next to baptism. Baptism, I became a son or daughter of God. It's a great gift. It's a great gift. Thank God for that. Valentine, do you know the day that you're baptized? Didn't think so. Matthew, what day were you baptized? You don't know. Do any of you know the day you're baptized? Well, December 5th, great. How about you? Loose meal, do you know your baptism? No. My mom did three weeks after I was born. Oh, okay, about three. Belinda, you know what? You don't know. I know when. When? November 16th, 1941, right? Oh, 58, okay. Sorry, you should always give women more years than they have so that they feel wiser, right? Is that true? Usually the other way, give give women less years so that they feel younger and more beautiful, right? <laughs> I, I, I asked her for your forgiveness, okay? <laughs> so none of you know the day you're baptized? Except for two of you? Any, any of you boys here? No? Do you know? None of October 23rd. October 23rd. 1981? Okay. So this is going to be homework. Ask your mom or your dad when you're baptized. Your mom or dad probably have a, a shoebox with those important documents, and this one is going to be your baptism certificate. Or they would have, in the Bible, they often have, in the beginning of the Bible, they have names of the children of the day they're baptized, first communion, confirmation. Ask your mom or your dad when you're baptized. Then celebrate it like your birthday. Yeah, celebrate it. Because that's your spiritual birthday. And maybe your mom and dad, they'll buy you a, a Twinkie for that. Remember the candle, put it on top? You know, Twinkie? Oh, yeah, those Twinkies are great, aren't they? <laughs> maybe a scoop of ice cream, too. So you can celebrate two birthdays every day, every year. 
How about that? So we should we should be thankful for the fact that we were baptized. Imagine you're brought up and raised as a Jehovah Witness. Hmm? The big difference. Their baptism is invalid because they don't believe that Christ is the Son of God. So that's one spiritual gift. The gift of your baptism. Okay, the second, be thankful for your first communion. They've all made their first communion, right? You made your first communion. You remember when? You're probably about seven or eight years old. So be thankful for that. And write down next to your first communion the word Eucharist. Eucharist, which means, Matthew? Thanksgiving. Eucharist means Thanksgiving. Okay, another, these are all supernatural gifts that we want to thank God for these incredible blessings He's bestowed upon us. The third would be the sacrament of confession and God's forgiveness. Sacrament of confession and God's forgiveness. And right down next to that, the gift of a clean conscience. The gift of a clean conscience. You're walking home and you're not watching your step and you slipped and you launched headlong into a mud puddle. Would you allow that mud that's on your white shirt or your pants to go hard and you wouldn't change for about three or four days? Of course not. But how often happens we get our soul dirty and we leave that dirt on our soul for a week, and two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. Wow. So real intent upon getting the dirt out of our body but not out of our soul. Remember that. Because your body is important. But your soul is even more important. Right, Luz Mila? Belinda, right? Many people. They live with a dirty soul 
But they're physically clean. Yeah. When I was your age, there was a rock and roll group called the Living Dead. The Living Dead. There are people that are the Living Dead. They're living, they're living physically, but they're spiritually dead. Because they're living in mortal sin. We should be the living, living. So as a, as a Catholic, you can have your sin as white as snow every time you go to confession. Yep. And you're spoiled here because you've got a lot of priests and we spend a lot of time. Most meal, I was in New Hampshire and I wanted to go to confession, I drove 20 miles, almost into another state. When I arrived, there was no priest there. I had to drive back 40 miles, and I couldn't go to confession. We're spoiled here, aren't we? Right? Got so many opportunities, and still we put it off until, as they say in Spanish, mañana. 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 Never live in the state of mortal sin. Never live in the state of mortal sin because if you die in the state of mortal sin, where are you going to go? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. We don't want to lose our soul. Yeah. You know what Russian roulette is? Take a, take a gun and you twirl the cartridge. Called Russian roulette. Many people play Russian roulette with their, with their soul. Hear me, Matthew? They're playing Russian roulette with their soul. They commit a mortal sin. They keep living in it. We don't know where we're going to go. We already talked about the four last things, right? Death, judgment, heaven, hell, eternity. We talked about that for about two weeks. I hope that it's left a deep impression upon you. I hope. So we've got to be thankful for all these gifts. We've got so many of these gifts and we don't take advantage of them. And as the poet says, in the absence of the loved one, when the loved one returns, you appreciate the loved one all the more, as the poet says, right? (laughs) Yeah. In the absence of the loved one. Upon the arrival of the loved one, you appreciate the loved one all the more. Yeah. What would happen if, like Juan Diego, we're going to celebrate a Lady Guadalupe in about three weeks, Right? You've heard of Lady, Lady Guadalupe, right? What would happen if we were like Juan Diego? You had to walk 12 miles from here to Whittier. You're just walking up the 605 freeway, you're walking up north. No car, no Uber, no taxi. you got to walk, huh? <laughs> you have to walk maybe 12 miles to go to a church there. So you can go to church and confession. I think you'd appreciate it all the more. But we tend to be pampered. We tend to be spoiled. 
And because that we don't appreciate the gift, so be thankful for these opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Got it? Okay. Let's move on. Number number four, right? That's Jessica? Number four. Okay, be thankful for your parents that care for your Catholic education and the salvation of your souls. Be thankful for your parents that care for your Catholic education and for the salvation of your souls. Do your parents care for you? Do they? Do they care for your Catholic education? Are they concerned about the salvation of your soul? Are they? Yeah. You want to be thankful for that. How would you like if you were a, a little orphan girl living in a, underneath the bridge? They're out there. And who are your companions at night? The rats that want to bite away your sneakers, huh? Yeah. L.A.? Tijuana? Tecate? Ciudad Juarez? Where most of your relatives come from Mexico, right? People, they're dying of hunger. Yeah. Be thankful that you got parents that care for you. For your physical well-being, but especially for the well-being of your soul. Yeah. I'm thankful. You know, it was ten years ago. It was it was ten years ago that I celebrated my silver jubilee. Know what that is? I think Belinda, you were. And Lucille, you're at it. I celebrated my silver jubilee and had two masses of like a thousand people, another thousand people. And I got a lot of gifts. Like your mom and dad, eventually they'll probably celebrate 25 years that they were married. No? They're probably right around the corner, right? And you know what happened? I got a lot of gifts. Even people gave me a lot of money. When I do the money, you know what they do? Not the casino. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. No, they do. Give it to the poor people. Uh, amen? I love when people give me a, a quick handcock of 500, maybe 1,000. Quick handcock. Poor people. Uh, amen. Huh? <laughs> I like that. But I got, one of the gifts I got was, it was like a little, a little letter like this. And it said, for your 25 years, I have offered 25 masses for you. Love, Mom. Amen? What do you think about that? She could have written a check. She's got a, she's got a little bit of... But instead of... Masses. 
so that I can, I, can, I can save a lot of souls. Right, Mary? Save a lot of souls, that's more important than anything in the world, to save a lot of souls. You know, Luz, Mila, and Belinda, I'm looking for people that want to work with me to save souls. You going to come along with me? Mary? Yeah. I'm looking for some people who want to work with me to save souls. Want to help me? None of you, huh? Well, before you confirm, you ought to, be, ought to say yes, otherwise I may tell Father Larry, I don't think they're ready yet this year. <laughs> you should want to save souls, starting with your own, right? Matthew, hear me? Yeah. Do all you can to bring souls to God. That's one of the primary purposes of confirmation is that you're called, once you're confirmed, bring people to Christ. People are leaving the church in huge numbers. We've got to bring them back. Huge numbers of people leaving the church. We've got to bring them back. What you ought to do is once a month Try to bring someone back to the church. Once a month. That means 12 a year. Pray for that grace. I'm always trying to get people, come on back, come on back, come on back, come on back. I did a funeral the other day in Forest Lawn. And the church was packed to the gills. There were people outside the church. And I I went to do the... uh, the prayer for this lady that died about two, two weeks ago. And I was looking at the people. I prayed the rosary. And I said, I know you people, and you know me. But I'm a little bit sad because I haven't seen many of you in church for three or four years. I haven't seen your beautiful face in the church of St. Peter's Snow for three or four years. Please don't make me cry. Come on back. Come on back. We're waiting for you. It's like a son or daughter that doesn't return home at night. Ah, because we're family, right? If you don't return home at night, your mom says, well, she's lost. Good riddance. Who cares? I don't think your mom's going to say that. 911, call the police. But isn't the church a family? I said, you, you're, you're my family members. Hey, I want to see you back in church. And I've noticed after that, during the weekday mass, I'm noticing four or five of them are coming back to church. You know, well, you know, it was a little. I only, I only talked talked about three minutes. Apparently, they listened to me. <laughs> I think we have to do this. Jesus said the apostles, he called them fishers of men. A fishing we will go, a fishing we will go. Hi ho the merry o, a fishing we will go. A fishing we will go, a fishing we will go. Hi ho the merry o, the fishing we we shall go. That should be a good entrance song. What do you think, Lucille? We got to go fishing. We're not going to be going fishing until we fish deep within ourselves and get the, get the junk out, right? Get the junk out, and then you can go fishing. You're on a fishing pole, and you only got dirt on the fishing. You're not going to catch any fish. You've got to put the bait on, huh? A little bit of bacon, no? Drop it in. Pull in a whale. 
maybe a shark, or at least uh, a catfish. Huh? So be thankful that you got your Catholic faith, but try to bring people back. Right, Matthew? Yes. Okay. Next is you want to thank God. Thank God for our confirmation class. Amen? Amen or oh me. That's an amen, right? <laughs> Huge numbers of teenagers don't have confirmation class. You know what's going to happen? They're probably going to fall into drugs and pornography and drinking and uh, vices and maybe cutting themselves, falling into depression and sadness, overeating, all those different vices. But we got them, we got them for, you know, two years. But time goes by quickly. Time goes back quickly. Once I went in the new catechetical building and there was something wrong with the clock and the, the hands were going around like this and all the ladies looking at it. See? Time flies when you're in good company, right? <laughs> time flies when you're having fun, right? Right, Ashton? Yeah. Okay, so we have arrived at the second part of our program, right? Number six. Thank God for the gift of prayer. Right? Thank God for the gift of prayer. Honestly, probably most of you, probably most of you don't pray that much. You've got to be honest. You probably don't pray that much, no? You pray when you come with me because I force you to pray, right? At least for three or four minutes, right? But, but still, even though maybe you don't pray that much, at least you know how to pray, right? Maybe you don't pray that much, but at least you know how to pray. We've taught them, right, Belinda? In two years, you were with me last year, but 50% of the classes I gave you, I was talking about prayer in one way or another. I've done my part, right? I've done my part. So I've, 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 I've taught you how to pray. Now, whether or not you put that into practice, that depends on you. And now, as they say in Spanish, la pelota está en tu cancha. I mean, the ball's in your court now. <laughs> I've done my part. But you know how to pray. And one day, I believe, catechists, one day, some of them are going to want to pray. Belinda, what do you think? Maybe you don't want to pray now, you don't really... But one day, you know what? Because I'm going to pray for that, and I believe God's going to hear my prayer. Jesus said, ask and receive. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open. Whoever asks, receives. Who seeks, find. Whoever knocks, the door will be open. God's going to hear my prayer, Matthew. One day, Matthew's going to get up. I want to pray. Now if he's going to get up, I want to pray. I want to pray. Jessica, can you up? I'm going to pray. i got a day off. Mom, take me to Mass. Then afterward, McDonald's. But, you know, well, at least you said, take me to Mass, okay? First Mass, then McDonald's, right? 
So the fact that they, they know how to pray, isn't that a gift? Hello? It's a huge gift. It's a huge gift. Okay, number, I think number seven, right? Number seven is, my friends, the angels and saints. Isn't that a great gift? My friends, the angels and the saints. So when I say the angels, I'm not talking about the baseball team. They had a bad season. They had a bad season. Well, maybe next year, right? We hope. With Otani and Mike Trout and company, right? When I'm talking about the angels, I'm not talking about the baseball team. I'm I'm talking about the the angels that God created. The archangels, the cherubim, the seraphim, your guardian angel. You ever pray to your guardian angel? You know your guardian angel can help you out a lot. Okay, none of you can drive yet. Has it ever happened that you're in a car with mom and dad and you almost got into an accident? Or your mom and dad, the perfect drivers? They almost got an accident? It was just a matter of a split second. And could have been could have been serious. Could it be that it didn't happen because of the guardian angel? Uzmiel, what do you think? I really believe that many, many accidents have never happened because of the work of the angels. And I'll tell you, I'll I'll prove it. I've been driving, I've been driving for about 49 years, even before your parents are born, right? Almost 50 years I've been driving. And Luz Mila and Belinda Mary, I don't consider myself to be a very good driver. I don't. I know, I know this, so being an athlete, I, my, my reactions are, are very good. Because I'm an athlete. No, I'm, I'm able to stop quickly. So I'm, I'm well coordinated. Uh, but I don't consider myself to be a really good driver. And driving all this time without getting an accident, I think it's a miracle. See, Belinda and Luz Miel are saying, we believe it, Father. <laughs> Especially in big cities like New York and Los Angeles and big cities where there's so many cars. No? I believe it's the, the angels. Not to say that I, I have to do my part, but the angels often they intervene. They help us to avoid these, these choques, these accidents. So not only angels help us up on the freeway, but they also they help us to avoid sin. Never it ever happened to you that you were thinking about doing something was bad, and all of a sudden it was blocked. It's probably happened to us. You want to do something you knew that wasn't really right, maybe a lie or maybe taking something. You're doing something you knew was wrong, and all of a sudden you 
trying to, was blocked. The angels. Still would be a sin because you had bad intention, right? But the, if you carried it out, it would be twice as bad. I think many times in our lives, when we get to heaven, we're going to see how many times God through the angels prevented us from, if I can say this, falling off the cliff. Falling off the cliff, spiritually or even physically. Yeah. So let's be thankful for our friends, the angels and the saints. Okay, the eighth spiritual gift that we want to thank God for is daily Mass and Sunday Mass in our parish. Aren't you thankful? Daily Mass and Sunday Mass. If you want to come to Mass every day, you could probably do it. Uh, we have a mass, a mass at a time which you would love it. Especially you. At 6 o'clock in the morning. Huh? Yeah, you, you get up at 4.30 to do your holy hour, right? I think, yeah, and you come to Mass. So you have all these opportunities. 6 and 8 and 12 and 6 p.m. I think we should thank God for that. What do you think? We want to thank God for that. And then the uh, the ninth is this. Who is your best friend? I'll tell you. And that's number nine. Your best friend is Jesus Christ. Amen? He is your best friend. So write down, somebody can write Spanish? Write down, El amigo que nunca falla. If you, and you can talk about a little bit of Spanish. El amigo que nunca falla. I like the way it sounds in Spanish. Sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds almost better in Spanish than English, huh? Faithful friend. El amigo que nunca falla is more poetic, isn't it? So Jesus, he's your best friend. We fail him, but he never fails us. And if you have a fight with a friend, sometimes your friend is kind of get angry, he kind of simmers, and takes kind of a while for him to forgive you. You know how you know how quick God forgives you? As soon as you say, I'm sorry, God forgives in a heartbeat. Yeah, put your hand over your heart. Yeah, well, heart heartbeats. God forgives as soon as your heart says, Jesus, I'm sorry, He forgives you right away. God is slow to anger, but he's quick to forgive. You know how we are? We are quick to anger and slow to forgive. Hello? Hello, anyone home? 
We're quick to anger and slow to give. Someone hurts us? Hmm. Hmm. Even Stephen. I want to see that person suffer a little bit first. I want to see him squirm like a worm in hot ashes. You ever see that? That's the way we are. We're vindictive. We, we're quick to want to see justice. And a little bit beyond the justice. God is mercy. He forgives. In a heartbeat. In a blink of the eye. I see you blinking. As soon as that. Already forgiven. <laughs> okay, so Jesus is your best friend. I hope he is. He wants to be your best friend. Who is your second best friend? Valentin, Odiel, Matthew, Ashton? None of you know. Who is your second best Scared away. It must have been your mask. Huh? Who is your second best friend? None of you know, none of you know who that is? Is that St. Joseph? No. Who is it? Here's a question. Is Our Lady Guadalupe and Our Lady Fatima two different people? They don't know? Ashton? They're not two different people? Well, they don't... Almost as if they don't look like the same person, do they? No, it's the same person. It's like, do you have, do you have two two different dresses? So every time you put on a different dress, you become a different person. No, you just have a different dress, right? So Lady Guadalupe appears like you Mexican girls. So when she appears in Fatima, she looks like a Portuguese girl. When she appeared in Fatima, you see that one there, right next to St. Joseph? There you have a lady of Fatima. She looks like the Portuguese. When she appeared in France, she looks like a French little girl, and she actually spoke French. You know the language that our lady spoke in Mexico, in uh, to Juan Diego? Not Spanish. Now well, which was the which was the dialect of the Aztecs. She spoke the language of Juan Right, Luz Mila? What about in Portugal? She spoke Portuguese. What about in Lourdes? Patois, which was the dialect that Saint, because there's a French dialect. Mary is able to adapt to us, to our culture, our language, even our facial expression. So what I've written out for you is a good exercise for Thanksgiving. Because in six days is Thanksgiving. We're not going to be meeting next week. I see you're all ready to pull out your handkerchiefs and to cry profusely because we're not going to meet next week. Uh, but uh, this would be a really good practice this week to spend time thanking God for his gifts. So may the prayer of the psalmist resound in the depths of your heart. And that prayer is give thanks to the Lord for his good, for his mercy endures forever. The Lord be with you. 
May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving. So say thank you, Father. Oh, good, they said it. I got him to say it, okay? <laughs> I had to fish it out of your mouth, beyond that mask, but I got it out. <laughs>